Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Yeah, this slow mulatto. In today's episode, me and Jordan are going to be talking about the two L.A. teams in the NBA, the Clippers and the Lakers. We're going to be discussing the the Lakers' playoff implications as well as what Westbrook brings to the new-look Clippers. All right, I'm here with Jordan. Thank you for coming on, of course. And today we're going to be discussing two teams that we probably shouldn't be uh, discussing as Celtics fans, but we're going to be talking about the Lakers and the Clippers, um, the two teams of L.A., both teams went through pretty drastic changes at the trade deadline. Um, I think we both agree that they made good moves to make them better. Do you agree with that? I think definitely for the Lakers, the Clippers is a little more up in the air, but we'll get to it. Yep. Um, and yeah, so we're just going to be discussing what both of these teams look like, what their playoff implications are, things of that nature, because I think they're two very interesting teams. Um and they're both on the in terms of like the all in scale, they're both all the way in. They have both of them have very high payrolls and very low draft assets. So their only goal is to win. There's no reason for them to lose or tank. Um, and yeah, so let's start with the Lakers. It comes out today that LeBron is going to be missing a couple of weeks due to an injury. I think this greatly hurts their playoff chances. What do you think about that? Yeah. And it's really unfortunate because I loved how they looked um, with, yeah. with all their new moves with, and D'Lo went down too. So that stinks, but AD was playing great. Jared Vanderbilt is playing out of his mind right now. And LeBron actually, these past two games wasn't really going off, but they were winning games. So I thought um, as, as of like a couple hours ago, I thought the Lakers were going to make the playoffs. No problem. Now it's definitely gonna be a struggle depending on how long LeBron's out. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I I was same as you. I thought like, oh shit, this is actually, I wouldn't say they're contenders yet, but if you got peak LeBron and peak AD, um, not peak, but like in terms of just being solid, both guys being really solid, um, you'd have basically the Lakers bubble team that won the championship, and that's a team that was good enough to win the fucking championship. So I thought, you know, I wasn't ready to call them contenders, but I thought they were maybe sleepers at yeah, the definitely. upper echelon, more likely just, you know, team that would make a deep run. But I think with this injury news, they needed to win every single game to even make the playoffs in general and get out of the play in. Um, and now, I mean, hopefully they can, they have the talent now to make up for LeBron's absence, but I'm not too sure about that. Um the team itself is pretty nicely built. Um, I think yes. Lincoln deserves some credit here. You, you, one, just getting rid of Russ was a huge plus. Two, bringing in Jared Vanderbilt for nothing was a ridiculous trade that I wish the Celtics had made. Um, I don't know how we missed out on that because they got him for literally nothing. So for them to bring him in for what they did was a win for sure. Jared B Vanderbilt is a really good player. Um He's a player you wouldn't – he was – I believe he's in the Rudy Gobert trade. You wouldn't trade Jared Vanderbilt for Rudy Gobert straight up. So the idea that they got him for, like, two uh, second-round picks is crazy. Yeah, Beasley um, had a huge game. He, yeah, he's hitting everything. He, yeah, he was playing well. They just have <clears throat> a ton of depth now. They have, like, a, a lot more margin for error where they don't have to play perfect and, and they can still win because they have so many guys 
um, that can do it. But I mean, let's talk about that Mavs Lakers game for a little bit because yeah. the Lakers were down twenty seven, and I think the Lakers of old of of last year and of earlier this year would have absolutely folded under that those circumstances. No shot I would see them coming back from down twenty seven. Um, but when you got guys, energy guys like we just talked about, like Vanderbilt making plays, and then you have AD playing out of his mind on the boards, um, and obviously LeBron's leadership and and that type of stuff. And I think Darvin Ham actually is doing a really good job with with this new lineup too, and they're subbing. Um, their defense looks great. Um, and it's just when watching that game, I th- I really thought that the Lakers were the third best team in the West. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I completely agree. I, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, their talent, they just elevated what they had talent wise. And that's always going to make you a better team. I think. And um, fit wise too. And fit wise. Yeah. This, that it went from like this mismatch of just players that don't really fit together or make sense together to a team. Like you mentioned, that's one very deep and two make sense on paper and in the rotation and how they play. Um, like Rui Hachimura was a great pickup for them. Yeah. Um, Mo Bamba is going to be like, has been a good pickup for them for sure. Um, getting rid of like Thomas Bryant. I think I, I, at first I was questioning the deal. He said he wanted out. Um, I think that made room for Vanderbilt, obviously who fits better with them. Um, mm-hmm. Adding the shooting around them, Austin Reeves and Malik Beasley has been, that's worked out perfectly. So, I mean, they raid, they made the right moves. They did it efficiently without wasting so much money. And like you said, in that Mavs game, I completely agree. If that was early, that, if that was pre-trade deadline, they would have given up on that game in the first quarter. And watching the game, I know they were down by a ton, but they just kept pushing. And I did not feel like they were like, I remember I wasn't watching the score. I was just watching the game and I was like, wait a minute, they're down 27 right now. It doesn't really feel like that. And then yeah. um, obviously they came back and won it in spectacular fashion. I mean, it's it's very impressive what they're doing right now. I wanted to actually talk about the Mavs real quick. Um, yeah. How concerned are you about the Mavs right now? Yeah, I think Luca and Kyrie definitely need more time than they have to figure out their dynamic on offense. I do think that they can figure it out, but I don't know if Kyrie's going to be there long term. Um, and then other than that, like I think people are definitely underestimating how big of a loss Finney Smith was for that defense yes. because. They really struggle to guard Luca and Kyrie. Luca's a bad defender, and Kyrie used to be a bad defender. Poor. I don't really know anymore. He's probably a little below average. I don't think he's horrible. He at least gives effort. But those two on the court together, they need defensive help. And when when you lose probably your best defender in Finney Smith, and they don't have a lot of rim protection to begin with, they're really going to struggle on defense. So you saw that with AD. AD absolutely dominated them. especially down the stretch and Vanderbilt who's a guard got 17 boards on him that can't happen so I'm concerned about the Mavs I don't see them going far this year I think that trade actually in the short term hurt them a little bit I think they got worse because Kyrie and Luca aren't aren't fit together like you need them to be quite yet and they just have no defense or size really I completely agree um I actually I'm I'm more scared than you are. I think I'm not worried offensively as much. Um, I'll get into my thoughts offensively later, but defensively, that's what you said. You hit the nail on the head there, that they are an awful defensive team. They can't guard anyone, and they're really going to be in trouble. That's going to really 
um, rear its head. I mean, it is now, but it's like, especially later. I know Nerlens Noel just got bought out. I think adding him would help, but it's not going to drastically change like the defensive um, just identity on this team. Luca, like you said, Luca is a negative on defense and Kyrie's about a zero. Other than that, I mean, losing Dorian Finney-Smith, as you mentioned, is awful for them. Um, and yeah, I think they need a backup big, someone to like solidify the front court with Powell and um, the other bigs that they have that just aren't really like defensive. Yeah, I mean, Christian Wood. Yeah, Christian Wood is awful on defense. He yeah. He's a terrible, he doesn't play defense either. He's negative and he's focused on uh, shooting and scoring. Um, this is another team. It's built up of high of three very high usage players and Christian Wood, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. And I'm going to get into the offensive part of it now. Is it me or does the fit seem a little clunky just so far? It's super clunky. I, I yeah. agree. But I think they can fix it. Do you not think they can? Um, I don't think Luca has the style of basketball. Like, I don't think he plays the style of basketball where he's going to be able to fix it. He's so ball dominant and what Kyrie does, like Kyrie's the best when the ball's in his hands and he's facilitating. Um, Luca doesn't allow him to do that. I, there was so much of the game on Sunday of Kyrie just kind of standing in the corner while Luca cooked. Um, that kind of scared me because I thought Kyrie would at least cut more. Um, he was not. He was kind of just standing in the corner watching, which is what everyone does when they play with Luca. And that's where I get scared because I just don't know if you're gonna get the best out of Kyrie if that if Luca's who you're pairing him up with, you know. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a pecking order thing. Yeah. Where Luca has to be the guy and Kyrie has to be willing to accept that. And right now it seems like Luca wants to get like Kyrie going, so he just defers to him. And Luca doesn't know how to play off the ball. He just straight up doesn't. Yeah. He he's never been able to. I don't think he ever will. Um, but the reason I think this can work is because Kyrie played with LeBron, who I think plays pretty similarly to Luca. I know he's obviously so different as an athlete, but in terms of play style, they're pretty they're both very ball dominant. LeBron was very ball dominant too. So and, and Luca's a great passer too. That's why I think it can work. It's just I don't see enough time. Um, yeah, for but it. I mean, Luca Luca's setting like league records of usage rate. So like he's you're you're right in comparing the two. It's just that he's like a step above LeBron usage rate wise. Like you, LeBron would defer yeah. sometimes. Luca's literally setting like 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 he's gonna. I think he's gonna on pace to set it this year. Um, That's true. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron's also like a good cutter and and can. Yeah, LeBron's moving without the ball and stuff. Luca, Luca's such a strange superstar to me because offensively, he could literally be like Michael Jordan. Offensively, he could or whoever take your pick of the greatest offensive basketball player of all time. He could be that, but then he can't do anything off ball really, and he plays negative defense. I mean, I that brings up a question for me though. Like, I I think Luca's a phenomenal player, but. If you don't think Kyrie can fit with him, who that's do you what, think can fit with him? That's what I'm afraid of. I that's what I'm really afraid of is I don't know who can fit with him. But the thing is, is he could easily be the best player on a championship team. So maybe it's like how do you build a championship team without getting another star so involved? That's what I'm saying. So what I think, like, it almost seems like you need to fit him around. This is gonna sound crazy. You need a second unit that can score for him when he's off, right? And then the first unit needs to be defensive heavy with guys that can catch and shoot on the wings. Yeah. And it seems like 
if that like that seems like the ideal team for him it's like two massive guys that can run a little bit of pick and roll and can rebound but are defensive anchors and then two wings that just same thing defensive anchors and can just sit there and hit threes and cut a little bit and that seems like as a starting lineup that seems like it would be the way to get him to be his best and then for the second unit um someone who can just fucking cook and like Jalen Brunson was that even though he started he was obviously you see how hindered he was now that he's with the Knicks and what he's doing there compared to in Dallas um the fact that he's even as successful as he was in Dallas is very impressive but yeah I, I think that's the, like the ideal makeup of a team for Luca which is interesting because it seems like in a team with the modern NBA where you need superstars and super teams to win it seems like for him the only way he would win is if it was just him and than a bunch of like high-end role players. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I think the Mavs are. I'm not concerned about their offense. It's it's the defense. It's Kyrie and Luke have played like what two or three games together. I think they're going to figure out the offense. Yeah, but the defense has no chance of coming back. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's transition now to the other LA team. So Russ got traded from the Lakers to the Clippers. Clippers also added Bones Highland. Since Russ has gotten there. And Bones has gotten there. They've lost their last two. One of them was in the second highest scoring game of all time, which was absolutely Kings. absurd uh, yeah. to the Kings. They lost by like one, I think, in double OT. And then they lost last night to the Nuggets in another overtime game. So pretty interesting stuff. Russ has put up good numbers so far. What do you think about the fit with Russ and the Clippers? And do you believe that they are contenders? Okay. I've watched both those games. I watched sat down and watched both of those games. I hate this Clippers team. I absolutely hate it. Um, Bones is not a good fit with the team. No, He's not. not at all. Bones is an awful fit. Um, he might not be a fit anywhere. If you can't think about this, Jordan, he couldn't fit with Nikola Jokic. Yeah. He couldn't fit with fucking Nikola Jokic, who everyone fits with, and he makes everyone – people are going to go sign in Denver now because they are going to be able to save their careers by playing with Nikola Jokic, and Bones Highland was the only player – who's unable to fit with him. Jeff Green has a career resurgence because of, <laughs> of um, Nikola Jokic. Aaron Gordon, someone that we were saying like yeah. that, that that trade might not have been good, has having the best year of his career. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who on a lot of other teams would not be playing like he is, is playing out of his fucking mind because of Nikola Jokic. And Bones was not able to be successful with him. And if you watch him, it's just Bones time all the time. Like he doesn't look to pass. I... We we were watching this. I had money on the Clippers and I had some player props and shit. And I was just sitting there and I was like, this team is awful. First off, like it's so disjointed that I think they got way too many new players in at once. If that kind of like if that makes sense. Um, And then Westbrook, he just is doing his own thing. That's all that is. It's him getting stats because he's doing his own thing. Um, He doesn't contribute to winning. It, he just doesn't. Yeah. I, I, we know he's not a winning player. He should have gone to Washington and just had fun and um, got a bunch of points because the I know he's um, filling out the stat sheet, but it just does not look good. And why is Terrence Mann buried on the Clippers bench? I don't. He to me he seems like he should be starting. Why is Marcus Morris Senior starting? He Marcus Morris Senior shot a corner three and it hit the top of the backboard last night. I don't understand why he's starting over Terrence Mann, who to me seems like Did a better player. What? Marcus Morris started last night. Yeah, about ninety-five percent sure he started last night. And yeah, um, right, right. yeah, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann came off the bench. I don't understand 
this Ty Lue's, um like rotations. Um, well, I, it's, I'm, it's not fair for me to call it a fucking coach. He knows what he's doing better than I do a million times. But to me, like just as a f- fan watching it, I don't understand. And I know this is a sentiment that like Bill Simmons was talking about as well. Like Terrence Mann, I don't understand why he's not playing. And I completely agree. I've watched both those games. He comes in, he hits shots and plays defense, which is more than Marcus Morris is doing. So um, yeah. this team is really weird. Um, Mason Plumley got embarrassed last night, frankly, by Jokic, which everyone does. But th- his was really, really bad. And offensively, he could not get anything going. Um, I have, I don't have any hopes for this Clippers team. How about you, Jordan? Yeah, so a little bit more optimistic than you, but I do agree with everything you said about Bones. I think that is a absolutely horrible pickup by by the Clippers and probably a good release by the Nuggets. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they need him, and I think he was hurting them more than he was helping them. Bones, I think, can help a team, but he can only help a team who desperately needs bench scoring. And the Clippers have so many get a bucket guys. Bones, Bones would be good there. on Dallas on that Dallas team that like yeah. just have them man the second unit while Luca goes and rests. Exactly. Like if if you are if you desperately need someone to create a shot for your second unit, go get Bones because that's what he does every single time. Yeah, <laughs> without forward. fail, and then no defense <laughs> on the other end. Yeah, He's just a no doubter. Bones shot is oh, going up every time. He took eleven shots and and didn't really play that much he played 14 minutes he took 11 yes. shots that's that's it. that's that's like unheard of that's <laughs> think about okay 11 minutes think about it it's a little under it's a little under a minute per like one two possessions right he's taking that basically means he took almost a shot every single possession that he when his team had the ball on the floor yeah we're slandering bones too much but i agree Let, let's just move on from bones let's talk about russ for a little bit so I think the Clippers desperately needed a playmaker, just a playmaker, someone who could get in the teeth of the defense and facilitate for other guys and hit open shots. Westbrook definitely can hit open shots. We know that. But could he be a playmaker? That was the question. And I thought maybe he could, um, you know, get by his guy, draw defense and kick out to BG and Kawhi. Last night, didn't really do that. Um, Four assists. He shot six for 10 from the field. But that's not going to be consistent. I know for a fact, like, he didn't play bad last night. Let's let's put that out there. He didn't. Yeah. But he's not going to shoot six for ten from the field, and he's not going to sh- shoot one for two from three every night. Um, he's just not that player anymore. So I don't like the fit. It's it's kind of a desperation move where the Clippers are like, okay, everyone is getting better in the West. We need to do yeah. something. Um, like let's just go get Russ and maybe maybe he'll make us better. He'll probably make us worse, but maybe he'll make us better. Um, I think they probably stayed the same, honestly. Maybe they got a little better, but not to the point that they needed to to be able to contend. Um, Why is he starting? I don't don't get that. So Terrence Mann is a guy who can at least hit open shots, and he Mm -hmm. can handle, and he can defend. I think in in the right situation, he can facilitate – but yeah, he he's not getting the minutes. I think I agree with you. I think he should be the starting point guard. I think they should move him. He's they all see him as a shooting guard right now. I think they should try him out um, as a point guard because I've seen him play a lot. I think he could do it. And or here's an know, idea: Paul George. Paul George is your facilitator. Like maybe you know, I he can he seems yeah. like he takes the ball up. I don't. I mean, that's true. I mean, that's the problem. They don't have a a pure playmaker on their team. No. 
Yeah, and it's it's a bunch of, I mean, the thing is too, they're kind of wasting a Kawhi resurgence right now. Kawhi, I mean, one of the quietest like fourteen points at half that I have ever seen. I didn't even yeah. watch him score, and he had fourteen. Kawhi is phenomenal, and and Paul George is not. He's playing great this year too. But yeah, it it's just they're clearly missing that connector piece that you always talk about that they need. Um, they need like a Marcus Smart or a yeah, I don't know, someone of that like a Drew someone Hall with even thing. less scoring though. Like it, like yeah. even like it, they can score fine. Like they kept up with the Kings and they scored 175 or six or whatever. Yeah. So they can right. obviously score. Um, the thing with them is literally that, like you said, they don't have that guy. They've never had kind of a it, the chemistry's off. Like yeah, the chemistry's off and. I like they needed they honestly need Chris Paul was, was like it weirdly enough he would be perfect on this team yeah um all right you got anything left on the Clippers I'm ready to move on I think let's just go give our predictions for the Clippers I I don't think that they're a bad team I think they're a second round exit I that's where I have them as well and all I right. think I think if you look at it um logically like Denver is extremely scary I think Memphis can beat the Clippers. Yeah. Warriors, I don't know. With that Steph injury, I'm a little worried about them, but I, I would take them over the Clippers, I guess. Dallas is kind of an interesting one. I would probably take Clippers yeah. over Dallas. I think I would take the Clippers over Dallas. Um, the Suns, I mean, Suns beating. Suns beating them easily, I think, even without KD. <laughs> yeah, so right now, if the season ended today, they would play the Suns, and in all likelihood – they're probably it's probably going to be the Kings, and that's an interesting series. I could see the Clippers beating the Kings. I I could I could see that. I think the Kings right now. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't. That would be a fun ass series. So you think their their floor is first round exit, and their ceiling is second round exit? Um, yeah. I yes, I do. I do think yeah. that. Unfortunately, um, I I don't think they would lose. A series to the Kings, but I think it would be closer than you would th- than you, like the average yeah. person would think when they hear that. Yeah, I can get behind that. Like I All could right. hear a six, seven, six, five game series, anything in that. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, let's go to our next segment, which is going to be predicting the conference finals matchups and winners. Do you want to start in the East or the West? Let's start with the. Let's go with the East. All right, um, you first. Okay, conference finals. Oh, it hurts so bad. Um, okay. It hurts. What are you about to say? Um, I love my goddamn Celtics so much, but I'm so scared of the Bucks, dude. Are you scared of them? Oh, I'm beyond scared. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying this subconsciously, so I put it out there, so that way it doesn't happen. But I do think the Bucks <laughs> win the conference uh, championship. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately. So let, let's let's talk it through though. So do you think the Celtics keep the one seed? Well, right now they're losing the Knicks. Um <laughs> and it's so back and forth, like seeding wise. Um I, I don't know. I like the the thing about that's scary is that like Tatum and Brown aren't necessary like one of them always plays. Right. Like there's there's never there's rarely a game when they're both out. Giannis yeah. is clearly by far the best player on the Bucks, and there's not really a close second. And when he's out, they blow teams out still. Whereas the Celtics, 
right now we're we're missing Jalen Brown and we're down we're down by 12 to the Knicks um and things like that kind of scare me and I think that maybe because of that the Bucks will end up taking us over I think yeah and then, that, then you that, I, think, I think that scares me the most if the Celtics yeah. have the one seed I won't pick against them but yeah they have the two seed I really think whoever has the one seed it wins. Yeah. Wins, comes out of the East. And yeah, it's not because of home court. Home court's a big deal. It's the opponent. But it's because you got to play Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think whoever plays Philly is going to seven. And the Bucks and the Celtics both have the potential to lose to Philly. I don't think either of them will. But that is such a grueling series dealing with Embiid and Harden. Uh, and just that whole team, Philly is really loaded. That that team is a legit contender. Yeah, I think playing a series like that and then having to go play the Celtics, um, or if you're the Celtics, having to go play the Bucks, I just think that's too much. And and having to play them on their home court in a game seven. So I I, I think whoever has the one seed will come out of the East, and I think the Celts will keep the one seed. Um, but okay. let's talk. Well. So, Wait, sorry, real quick. If you go, so like the two plays the seven and the two right now, so say the Celtics get the two, they either have to play the Heat, the Nick, like it could be the Heat. So right now, five, six, seven is Nets, Knicks, Heat. Do you want to play any of those teams in the first round? I would say Knicks, maybe, even though I mean, we're leaving right now. I think it, I don't think it matters. I think we win in five or four. All right. Saying. Well, the Heat, like, could you imagine it stays at the Heat at seven? That's an awful matchup for the Celtics just because the Heat are, they bang you up. Get it you is, tired. yeah. And then yeah, you go but... and they play the winner of um the three six. So if that could be like that would be 76ers and Knicks. So then you'd have to go play the Sixers, like Heat Sixers, get through them, and then have to go play like the Bucks. Oh my god. Yeah, but I think I think it's more likely the Celtics keep the one seed than than lose it because Giannis is hurt. I know the Celtics are playing bad right now, but they can still win this game. And even if they don't, we'll be tied. And Giannis is is out for a a decent chunk of time right so yeah but they keep winning without him is the scary thing yeah that's true but i don't know i think so the flip side is if you're the one seed who do you get you get the i believe eight yeah and the eight right now is i believe yeah the hawks the hawks which i would fucking take any day so the hawks are getting swept yeah then you probably play the Cavs, which is Cavs, by, no that's means, a tough one. by no means an easy series, but a little easier. It's, it's way easier than the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, Celtics Cavs is fucking scary because we're 0 we're 2 against the Cavs this year, and both yeah. games were like all yeah, time but it, games. It's different in a, in a seven game series. But no. let's talk a little bit about the Bucks. Um, what are you seeing from Middleton? Because last year, Middleton being out was obviously a big reason why the Celtics won that series. The Celtics do look better than they did last year. They added Brogdon. Derek White's playing better. Tatum's playing better. Brown's playing better. So I think we are better than last year. But the Bucs didn't have their second-best player last year and probably who their closer is. I don't know if Middleton is completely back to himself, but how big of a difference is that going to be for the Bucs in this playoff run? I mean, you could argue that if they had Middleton – Last year, they would have gone to the finals instead of the Celtics, probably even won. I think they would have won the finals. Probably. Yeah. So I think it, that's kind of your answer right there. Like, granted, Middleton is now kind of getting back into form, but I still don't know. I don't think he's like prime, not prime, but like the Middleton that we 
thought we're getting back. He's close. I'd say he's probably about 85% there, which maybe he's good enough. But I mean, 85% is better than 0%. And um, yeah, but to me, the thing that scares me about them is the, I know I downplayed the Jay Crowder fit. He fits seamlessly and he looks good too. So I I thought I was a little skeptical because like he didn't play basketball for a year and he's an older guy. So I was kind of wondering how, um, how it would be that he just kind of like seamlessly transitions into like a top team in the East, but he's doing that very well. And then the Joe Ingles addition uh, was really good for them. I think people, a lot of that went under the radar because obviously it's a tall white dude um, who was injured and out for the season. So like, I'm sure people kind of forgot about him and then he just kind of fucking popped up and he's been looking really good. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm very scared of the bucks for sure. And I think the, those three guys, those three additions are really scary and are really good. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I don't think Middleton, I think Middleton at 85% makes the bucks beatable. Yeah. So Middleton fully himself would mean the bucks are, the favorites and i think they would probably beat whoever comes out of the west um but i'm gonna stick with with the Celts for now i i think the Celts are gonna hold the one seed i think it's gonna play a huge factor i'm gonna take Celts and seven to come out of the east again okay i like it um who are you gonna take in the west west so i got the nuggets and the suns in the western conference finals Me too um you you agree i yeah i agree with that Okay, yeah. So let's go through it like we did. So the Nuggets are going to smack whoever the eight seed is. Um, yeah, we can pretty much take up. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the eight seed right now is actually the Jazz. So yeah, they'll smack them. Yeah. So then they're going to have a test against whoever their next team is. It could be the Warriors. It could be the Mavs. Um. It's it's whoever the lowest seed is, right? No, it's so the, the they play the winner of the four or five, so it could either be the Suns or the Clippers, actually. Okay, well, oh really? Right, now, right as of right now, because the Kings are the three. So, um, what happens if the Kings we, lose though? That's what. So what we think the the Kings are playing. Um, if, if everything as is, the Kings would play the sixth seed, and that is the Mavericks. Yeah. So if the Kings lose, then the Nuggets would play the Mavericks. Uh, is them? Are you looking at this as the Mavericks as the number one seed? The Nuggets as the one seed. The Mavs as the six seed. Yeah. Sorry. Wait. What? Yeah. So the Kings play the Mavericks first, and then the winner plays the two seven. The winner of that plays the two seven, and the two seven right now would be the Grizzlies and the Warriors, which is a oh. great two seven playoff matchup. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the one eight would be. Right now is Denver and um, Utah. I think Denver wins that, and then they would go on to play the four or five, which would be the Suns or the Clippers. So we, but what I think is probably more likely going to happen is that the Suns are probably going to overtake that right. Kings pick, um, or Kings spot rather. They're they're I think they're like two games back from that. Right, right, okay, yeah, I see. So the Suns, yeah. in all likelihood, over the next twenty or so games, yeah, should overtake the Kings. Yep. The Kings and the Clippers will play, and the Nuggets will play the winner of that series. Yes. So, and I have the Nuggets beating either of those teams. the The Clippers, I think both those teams would be a decent series, but it's probably a six game series at best for both of them. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think looking at the conference finals game, I think to me, like I, it's a pick 'em at this point. Um, I have to see what KD looks like with this team, but I mean, without seeing that, I'm picking the Suns just because yeah. of. I mean, that fucking talent is great. I mean, 
Denver is awesome, but is Jamal Murray and Jokic better than Booker and KD? Well, yeah. I I mean, the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon's playing great too, so I don't want to leave him out. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. is actually shooting the ball as, as good as you can physically shoot the ball. So the Nuggets, I do think, are definitely deeper. But Chris Paul, KD, Devin Booker, Booker and DeAndre Ayton, I think Ayton, he's going to yeah. get by Jokic, but he can at least make him work. Um, yeah. He can at least make him have to guard him, you know what I mean, and and tire him out a little bit. So I do like the Suns in that series. I think that's actually a pretty good matchup for them. Yeah, and who do they put on KD? Exactly. They, they don't have yeah. enough – like Thomas Bryant, I don't think that's happening. Like who are you? Gordon, I yeah. I mean, they can't guard a chair. No, he so. can't. Cantavius Caldwell Pope, or that's not gonna happen. That's an yeah, off. Like, Nuggets do not have the guys to guard both yeah. Booker and KD and Jokic. I really think you know what gonna it's gonna be. Struggle guarding Eaton. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what it's gonna be though. You know what I just realized? It's gonna be Bruce Brown on KD. Yeah, I mean. But that's I'm just not going to do anything. But I'm just saying that's what that that's what that matchup's going to be, and he's going to be like he probably will get a steal or two because they played together in Brooklyn. He kind of knows his moves a little bit better, but it's not going to yeah. be. So the Suns are going to have a little bit of a tougher road, I think. But so they'll they'll have to play the Grizzlies or the Warriors most likely. Oh man, Suns Grizzlies, <laughs> yeah. dude! Grizzlies Warriors is going to be amazing. Suns Grizzlies, if that happens, would be fucking amazing too. Yeah, but either way, I think the Suns just of everyone in the West, no one's gonna be able to guard them. We haven't even seen them play yet, and we're saying this, so I know. But we don't look stupid. But I, on paper, their their offense is going to be unstoppable. I mean, there's no way we look stupid, barring some major thing like KD comes back and looks like shit, which is just not gonna happen. So I'm very comfortable with that pick. All right, I yeah, I got Suns in seven. What do you think? Um, I actually would probably take Suns in five or six. Wow. Okay. You don't even think it's close. All right. That close as seven, but yeah. All right. Do you have anything else on the conference, uh, championships and picks? I, I do not. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more NBA talk. Um, I'm very excited to see how this goes, Jordan. This is where basketball starts getting fun now because it really matters. So yeah, it's going to be excited. Um, stay tuned to listen to Jordan and I talk more basketball soon. We're going to be having some guests on, things of that nature. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And thank you all for listening and peace. Yeah, it was all with y'all. Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cut it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'm going to keep it up all with y'all. But shorty, I'm trying, trying to make you mine. Don't make yeah. it too easy, I want to try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. Yeah. This slow mulatto. Oh, she yeah. could be a model. She wanna show me some Think I won the lotto Yeah, this little mulatto She yeah. could be a model